we are sworn to uphold the Constitution of the United States. We raise our right hand and we swear that oath. And so I understand that there's governors that are making all these executive orders, and I don't know what their motivation is, okay? But regardless of how dangerous the disease is, Americans have the liberty and free will to analyze the facts, look at the data, and mitigate the dangers based on what they feel is appropriate. It is not up to the government to impose these tyrannical orders on people under the guise of safety. Like that's not how the law works. Law has to be legislated, it has to be voted and ratified. Like there's a process, power corrupts. We've seen it throughout the beginning of mankind, right? And if we allow one person to just start dictating how everybody else acts, what's the next guy gonna do? Or the guy after that? That's Greg Anderson. And this is episode 350 of Wellness Force Radio. Wellness Force Radio, where we discover the physical and emotional intelligence to live life well. You can have the same brain states as someone who's done an hour of meditation every day for 40 years. There's a lot of losses that we go through, so the ability to be able to cope with those losses is very important to build skill in it, because loss will happen. You know, you have to have spiritual courage to really grow spiritually, because if you really want to take guidance from your soul, you have to be ready to realize that many of the things that you're asking for guidance on, your ego has some kind of an addiction to or an investment in. Welcome to, or welcome back to Wellness Force. It's Josh Trent, it's your friend, it's your host. And I got a question for you. It's a really good one, I promise. What is good? What is it? What's good about today? It is a powerful question. It's not like when you're at the grocery store and the checker says, hey, how are you? And you have that condition response to say, fine, how are you? Which I've fought off completely now. (laughs) It's the worst thing, isn't it? Why don't we just tell each other how we're really doing? What I'm talking about is what's good. When we search for this answer, what's good, it activates the prefrontal cortex and our cognition bias. We literally gather evidence about what is good in our lives and especially about today, this moment. Well, what feels good to me right now is that you are here. You're here with us on Wellness Force. You're here for a bomb drop episode. I cannot say this lightly. The explosions of truth that you're going to hear on today's podcast is going to give you a window into having true health freedom for as long as we walk the earth. We're talking with former police officer Greg Anderson today. Greg is a Brazilian jiu-jitsu artist, a gym owner, a business owner, a father, and a wellness advocate for our health freedom. Now, you're probably thinking, why am I bringing former police officer Greg Anderson on the show? Well, I'll tell you why. Our health freedom has everything to do with our emotional and our physical intelligence, We don't know what we don't know. Greg's going to bring us facts today. He has over a million views on Instagram. He's raised over $500,000 for his cause that directly impacts the way that police across the country are enforcing unconstitutional laws. Greg had the courage, which is something we talk about a ton on Wellness Force, the courage to know something and to actually do something about it. This one is going to burst the seams for so many people who have just joined us maybe for the first time. It's no surprise we're under incredible stress. And at least in my lifetime, it feels like the worst stress we've ever had compared to our grandfathers and grandmothers who are around for World War II. Well, on the show today, we're learning from this brave police officer who had the courage to stand up against the Washington state governor in the name of truth, for our health freedom, in response to enforcing these bogus COVID fear propaganda laws, 
forcing people to wear masks that have respiratory issues, that can't see properly, that can't hear properly, arresting shop owners that are just trying to serve people, simply just running their businesses, trying to promote healthy foods. Chiropractors, health practitioners have been shut down. Greg brings the truth about what's really going on. Now, this podcast is one of the most unique I've ever done on COVID-19. We have a series, our Health Freedom Series. This podcast is in the middle of this series, and by the end of the show, you're going to have a firm understanding of America's rights to the First Amendment, what changes need to happen now in our country in order for health freedom to remain, how the COVID-19 lockdown is directly benefiting our government's profits and pockets, and how to find more comfort in the uncomfortable. We'll also learn from Greg's best friend, who is a physician in Queens, New York, that is taking care of 200 plus COVID patients. And the information he's telling Greg, compared to the mass media, is not lining up. Greg asks us a powerful question on this podcast today, and I'm going to ask it to you right now. When you do a gut check moment and you take a deep breath, and you really take time to look at the facts and ask yourself, does this feel right? Does this feel right in your heart? What is the answer to that? What is your truth? Does this COVID-19 and the enforcement of mask wearing, does it feel right? I welcome your dialogue. Health freedom and freedom of speech is equally important. And we're going to be sharing this across our channels. Reach out to us at Wellness Force on Instagram or Facebook or go to wellnessforce.com and send us a message. Do not ignore this beacon for our health freedom and do me a huge favor when this episode resonates with you. Share this podcast. This is really our time. If you're a podcast enthusiast, if you're somebody that gathers information, this is your time to apply it. This is your time to summon and grow the courage within yourself to speak your truth. All the meditations and the audiobooks and the podcasts and the things that we've done and the cold therapy and the meditation and fill in the blank, now is our time. This is our time to actually put it to use. Greg put his income and the way he feeds his family on the line in the name of truth. And it's such a powerful beacon for all of us to be able to do that in our lifetimes. If we only all can emanate and can follow in the wake of truth that Greg has left for us all, the world is in good hands. Humanity is in good hands as long as we have the courage to speak our truth. Let's learn from Greg. Hello, everyone. It's Josh Trent. I'm here with an incredibly special guest. We're live on Facebook. This podcast is about freedom. Are you doing the right thing? Are you doing the right thing? This is former officer Greg Anderson who asked that question to himself. He's here with us today for a really special appearance to talk about freedom, freedom of health, freedom of speech, freedom of being a human being that is sentient here in America that so many people have died for. This is a unique show. Greg, like we don't normally have uh, a former officer on the show, but as I shared with you, so many people have been talking to me, sending me your video. Like I got accosted by what you created uh, for people that don't know you. Uh, you're a black belt jujitsu, correct? Correct. You yep. own a jujitsu facility. You're, you have one foot in health. You have another foot in freedom. You're also a father and a business owner. Uh, what exactly happened that led you to the point where you made the classic video that we're going to link in the show notes today? Like, what was your journey to even get there and then tell people uh, what happened? So many people have seen you on the news, but but here we are, man. Let's hear it from from the source. All right. So I'll take you back even before I was a police officer. I was in the military and I touched on that in some of my videos that I was, I served with the 75th Ranger Regiment and ended up doing a lot of combat deployments to Iraq and Afghanistan. And uh, it's, it's something that I came to terms with as a young man, because when you're flying out of U.S. territory and you know you're going to combat, 
you know, you come to terms with this. That might be the last time I see America. And you start to understand like your own mortality and that your beliefs and what you're fighting for, you have to be willing to give everything for it. And I'm not saying that to like sound dramatic or sound like some, you know, like, oh, I'm super patriotic to tell you the truth. That is more rooted in just maintaining your own sanity, because if you're afraid over there all the time, you can't operate. You can't do your job. So you have to come to terms as a young man that, hey, this is what I believe. This is what I'm doing. And there's the uh, a good chance it's going to cost me everything. So before you even came into law enforcement, the freedom was already top of mind for you because tell people that how you served. Where did you actually go and what did you do before you even became an officer? Yeah. So it's, it's an interesting story. I joined the military in 99, right out of high school. And I didn't do it out of some higher calling or a need to serve. I was like a lot of young 18 year olds. I didn't have direction and I didn't like school. And so I was like, well, I guess the military is an option. And I looked into it and it's just by chance. I was like, you know what, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to go and try and do one of the hardest things the army has to offer. And so that's why I volunteered for the Ranger Regiment. And, uh, it ended up being one of the best decisions of my life. And, uh, you know, you go through boot camp and you go through airborne school and then you go through ranger indoctrination. And then after that, you join the 75th Ranger Regiment if you pass. And from there, you do ranger school and then you start doing your your deployment cycle. So, yeah, it, it, it's not like this this big lifelong dream I had. It was kind of it was more of just I needed some direction and I decided to challenge myself. And before I knew it, I was with the rangers. And then on my last day of ranger school, it was I was class 0901 my last day of ranger school was 911 wow and so yeah how you graduate ranger school is you the last phase of ranger school is down in Eglin Air Force Base it's the swamp phase where you spend 3 weeks out in the swamps the last day you turn in your gear you put a parachute on and they drop you back into Fort Benning Georgia and then you graduate and we had just put our parachutes on we we're getting ready to board the aircraft and they said, hey, everyone, drop your parachutes. Jump's been canceled. Come inside. We have something to talk about. And it was literally at that moment we knew that everything about the peacetime army, because we'd been a peacetime army for years and years and years, you knew that that was over. And it was on to the you're now part of the combat military. Wow. And, uh, yeah, it just it changed everything for, for every single soldier that was enlisted. I find it fascinating that you back, you know, 20, I think it was 2001 that it happened, right? 9-11. And yep. at that time, you had no idea that we were going to have COVID this year or what was going to go down or how it was going to happen. But I find it really fascinating. I don't know if you're a faith-based man. Do you believe in some, what of a higher power? You know, it's funny you ask that because that's a big part of my journey that I've been on over the last year, I would say. And, uh, talking to my pastor and like just coming to getting in touch with my spiritual side. It's something that I've never put a lot of energy into. And it's so crazy because I've literally been putting a lot of energy into that. I would say over the last six months Yeah, and my life is taking this drastic change. He's already telling me you've like, become, you you've you become see? the ultimate messenger. I mean, man, for people that don't know the story, you defied what you believed was tyranny, like true yeah. tyranny. And it was probably one of the hardest decisions in your life. I mean, that is the ultimate messenger. It's no surprise to me that six months prior, you had been deepening your relationship with spirit, with the creator. Uh-huh. No, and, it, and it's crazy too, because 
you know, I've caught some flack from police officers, but the overwhelming majority of them agree with that message. Yeah. And, and that is one of the things that inspired me to say this to the public because I was a law enforcement officer in Los Angeles and I was a law enforcement officer in Seattle. And I have friends all over the country in this profession and literally like 100% of them tell me like, Greg, I can't believe that cops are forcing people to shut their business down. Yeah. I can't believe cops. I can't believe cops are forcing people to, to put a mask on their face. I can't believe cops are arresting guys for surfing. Like every single officer that I know is appalled by this. And so I was like, okay, well, if we're appalled by it, it's our duty to police our own. And that's something I learned in the military. If someone in your squad or your platoon is doing something that is potentially going to put guys at risk or they're endangering themselves or they're, you know, doing things that are unethical that could hurt the reputation of the platoon. Yeah. Like you grab that guy, you pull him back and, and you say to him, that's the first person you do is you, the first thing you do is police your own. And that's a culture that's very common in the special operations community. Well, the fascinating thing to me is that I think there is a stigma around police officers that just doesn't have to be there. And it is all they do is take orders. They just do what they're told. You are completely different than the average quote, I think, society based or however people want to frame officers. What was it about your courage? What was it about you that made you say, no, this isn't cool. I'm going to actually respect the Constitution. I'm going to respect my brothers and sisters. I'm going to police my own, as you've said. Like, what was the fire inside of you that made you pull the trigger and do that video? So it was a – there's two sides to what motivated me to do it. The one side is nothing more than I'm seeing people's rights being infringed on, right? Like, you don't – we – are sworn to uphold the constitution of the United States. That's we raise our right hand and we swear that oath. And so I understand that there's governors that are making all these executive orders and I don't know what their motivation is. Okay. And I'm not a doctor and I'm not a scientist. And that's why if you listen to my video, I didn't go into the science of it or the validity of COVID or any of that stuff. Yeah. But regardless of how dangerous the disease is, Americans have the, the liberty and free will to analyze the facts, look at the data, and mitigate the dangers based on what they feel is appropriate. Yeah, It is not up to the government to impose these tyrannical orders on people under the guise of safety. Like, that's not how the law works. Executive orders are, it's one man that just comes up with a, some arbitrary decision and now he's using police officers to enforce these executive orders. And that's not how law works. Law has to be legislated. It has to be voted and ratified. Like there's a process. And, and the founding fathers understood that. And when they built this country and they set up the three different branches of governments with checks and balances, that is so one person can't just suddenly garnish all this power. Yes. And, and it's a scary thing because what is, I mean, power corrupts. We've seen it throughout the beginning of mankind, right? And if we allow one person to just start dictating how everybody else acts, even if we're not seeing, even if it's not to the level right now that rise, raises concern, what's the next guy going to do? Or the guy after that, if we just sit back and allow it, right? So the one aspect of it was, I was just so upset seeing people's rights being infringed. The other side of the coin that is equally as important, and you already touched on it, public trust with law enforcement, there's a gap. And I talk about the gap. 
And I feel like for the last 10 years, it's been getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah. And I, I honestly believe that the majority of bad press and, and stories about how terrible law enforcement officers are, I do think they're blown out of proportion. I think the media does run with stories to make cops look like the bad guy. Because from my personal experience, most police officers are good people. Yeah. I think most people are good people. It's just, yes. like you said, like some type of power corrupts us all. And I, and I think about in your system, I mean, most police, um, what, do you, what do you call the police structure? Is it, is it like an army? Is it like a, a regular platoon? Like what's, the, what's that system called? Is it different? Yeah, oh, it's very different. I mean, it's just you have your department and then your department is just structured by different shifts and each shift has a sergeant. So, yeah, it's, it's very different than the military. Something similar, but it's, all, it's also very different. Um, but my point on the gap getting bigger between the public's trust and us as officers is I've seen it in my own experience. Like when I'm dressed like this and I'm out in public, I have no problem conversating with people. I like to think of myself as an approachable person, a friendly person. I mean, I run a business. I teach classes all the time. I'm yeah. used to being in front of people speaking. I don't have any type of negative energy usually bouncing back and forth. But as soon as I put that uniform on, I see people are auto- instantly distrustful of me. They want to avoid me, like walking down the sidewalk. They'll look down at the ground. They'll, uh, if I want to talk to someone, you can tell that they immediately think like, oh, this cop doesn't want to talk to me. He's, he's prodding. He's looking yeah. for something. And so even though I do believe the overwhelming majority of officers are good people, there's some distrust between us and the public. Yeah. And, and, I, and it makes our job harder. And I feel like what's going on right now is just going to make that gap grow exponentially. Well, what is actually going on right now? I mean, from your perspective, like there are stories on either side. We've had many surgeons, neuroscientists, medical doctors on the show talking about the actual science. We had Dr. Zach Bush on the show talking about wearing a mask is actually killing people. Yes, And then we have stay at home house arrest orders like this channel. This is a very unique uh, interview we're having because we have not had a guest on quite like yourself before. But if you're just tuning in, this is former officer Greg Anderson. He was the very famous now police officer that said, I will not enforce tyrannical law. What exactly is going on, Greg? Like what, what is blazing inside of you to make this happen? Well, so what I've seen, and, and again, I talk on my video, like my department was not enforcing these rules. My department stands for people's liberty and stands for the constitution from what I've personally seen. But what you see around the entire country is a lot of departments are putting the constitution on a back burner and they're doing whatever their governor or whatever their mayor tells them. And so I felt that it was necessary for a message to come from one police officer to another saying, Hey, you got to ask yourself if what you're doing is not only legal, but is it ethical? And is it the right thing? And like I touched on in my video, I was taught that as a young private in the army. Any situation that you come across, you know, you already know the right answer in your heart. It's so if you're going into some yeah. craft store where, and I literally just saw this an hour ago, and it's why I'm kind of fired up right now. Yeah. I saw officers go into this lady who, who was selling candles and they went into her store and they said, you're violating the governor's order by being open. And she goes, I'm not open. I'm not open to the public. She goes, I'm doing, 
I'm doing some inventory and I'm doing some online sales. Mm -hmm. And they're like, and your mask isn't on. You're in city limits without a mask. Another violation of the governor's order. And I just can't believe that this is continuing to happen. Yeah. Well, thank you for your truth. I I mean, I got to interrupt you there because we had a question from someone. Sean asked, what are you prepared to do as you move forward now? Um, I think what Sean's saying, like now that you've left the forest and you're out on your own, like, what are you going to do with this now? What are you going to do with this fame and this momentum you have? So it's interesting because as soon as one door closed, a a thousand opened, you know? Yeah. And I've had a lot of people, like I probably got 150 podcast requests this week and I've only done three, right? Yeah. I looked at, I looked at all the people that are requesting and just thought who would be a good fit or who would be a fun, like a good person to share this message with. And I picked a few, but there's a lot of momentum on this right now. And so and I'm not doing this so I have a, a hundred thousand Instagram followers. I'm doing this so we can continue to bridge the gap between police officers and the public and hopefully get more cops to say, hey, you know what? I'm not willing to infringe on people's liberties no matter what. And at all costs, I will refuse. And I'm going to start doing rallies and I'm going to keep posting videos. And the biggest thing that I think people need to be concerned about, and I know that this is like... Some people think this is out of left field, but Americans are only going to be pushed so far. Yeah. I've seen, I have personally seen in, in the third world countries that I've lived in, like when you take away people's ability to feed their family and you take away just their most, the most fundamentally important things for them to survive and protect their family. When you take those things away from people, we're one step removed from becoming savages. Yeah. Like the human psyche like can go from being you know like a, a society that is based on law and order and and people operating in a friendly demeanor to absolute utter chaos and i am afraid that that's a possibility yeah and i would hate to see that because ultimately we're going to see who wh- who would we see in conflict we would see law enforcement officers in conflict with citizens And it's unfortunate because the majority of law enforcement officers believe what the citizens believe. They're just put in this weird spot where they're they're being used as the henchmen to go enforce the orders. Wow. Let's just let that land for a moment. They they are being used. They're literally being used as henchmen. But on whose orders? Like there's different branches of government here. You pushed back against the state of Washington's governor. That's what actually got you fired. If you're tuning in right now, this is former officer Greg Anderson. He had the ultimate courage, not only when he went to war for the United States and enforcing law as a conscious police officer, but now he shows everybody what bravery and courage actually is. So let us know in the comments what you've seen, what you've heard in your own communities so that we can expand this conversation bigger. So when we look at right now, 2020, you talk about people being savages. What was the savage response you got from the very people that you trusted, your governor? What was that response from him? You know, I haven't heard anything specifically from the governor. And I've had different news agencies trying to pit us against each other. And and here's the thing, like, I'm not trying to make this about Jay Inslee and my governor, right? It's your governor. It's my governor. It's your mayor. It's my mayor. It's any person that calls for people's liberties to be trampled on. And we are seeing it in Washington and you're seeing it in New Jersey. You're seeing it in California. And so I do think that me speaking out, you know, I, I haven't gotten 
specific answers on where it came down from that, hey, we got to get rid of this guy. Yeah. But I do think it came from the top. Yeah. I think that's likely because- What do you mean the top, Greg? Like what's the top? Meaning probably the governor's office. Yeah. And again, I don't have any evidence to support that. But I do think that these people that have found themselves in these positions of power, what are they most afraid of? They're afraid of a bunch of people like us speaking out against it and saying, you know what? This isn't your country. We don't work for you. Yeah. The people are the ones that run this country and you work for us and we're not doing that anymore. Because as soon as, if everybody would stand behind that message, including law enforcement, guess what? They're just guys in suits. They have no power to enforce anything. Without the executive branch, all these politicians that sit behind a desk, they don't have the ability to enforce anything. Yeah. And so, and that's what, that's what makes me go back to them using police officers as their henchmen. Not only are those police officers being put in what I would consider physical harm's way, like if you're going into someone's house and shutting or going into somebody's business and shutting them down, there's a lot of potential for that to cause violence. And the other side of that coin is when this all gets litigated in the future, and this is looked at as one of the biggest stains in American history, who do you think they're going to come down on? Who do you think is going to get sued? Yeah. They're going to be coming down on the police officers. Yeah. So on both ends of it, the officers are the ones that are going to eat the brunt of it and be the fall guy. And in most officers' hearts, we don't support this in the first place. Wow, this is and so I, powerful, man. I, I got to interrupt you again because we have a flood of comments coming in. What did other officers think? We're being engaged and people don't know it. Lena says, thank you for your service. We love that you picked this podcast. There's a question about martial law. I mean, you can tell by people's comments right now, so many of us are wondering what in the actual hell is going on from your perspective within law enforcement, now seeing it on the outside, what do you actually believe is happening to all of us right now? Well, if you look at what martial law is, right? Like martial law is clearly defined as an absolute, like it's absolute chaos in the streets and they have to shut down the cities for the safety of its inhabitants. And when have we used martial law in the past? When, like when Hawaii was attacked, when Pearl Harbor happened, like way back in the Battle of New Orleans, like these are super dramatic things where people are dying, right? You don't get to take a disease that has a 0.00019% chance of being fatal if you catch it and absolutely lock down everybody's cities and, not allow, and tell them that they can't go out of their house and tell them that they ha- what they have to wear on their face. Like, that is not a law enforcement function. It's never been a law. When in anybody's lives, and I've talked to my mom about this, right? And, and, and people that are in their 70s and 80s, like, they're like, we've never seen anything like this yeah. in our entire lives. When in, when in any time in American history can a cop tell you what you have to put around your face? Like yes. we don't have that authority. Yeah. There's no laws on the books. There's nothing that exists that has been legislated that allows us to do that. And that's why I'm saying, hey, as a cop, not only should we not do that because that's infringing on people's liberties, we don't have the ability to do that. Our authority doesn't grant us that. And there's some disconnect between how law enforcement officers are supposed to and how we're legally authorized to enforce the law. And these governors and mayors that just get this idea that this is what I'm going to do now. And, and I'm going to have my officers enforce that. Wow. Like 
I've heard in California, they're going to start shutting people's water and power off if they're disobeying the executive orders. Yeah, I, I have I mean, heard that. We're, we're here in, in Southern California and San Diego area and, and the energy and the conversations that we're seeing here, Craig, is uh, about freedom, about health freedom, about personal liberty. You know, there's a phrase that's on so many of the officers' doors and it's for the people, in service and yes. good for the people. Now, what, there's a difference when you look at somebody behind a desk who possibly never enforces laws, just writes checks and, and gives people uh, orders to do and put out those people have a disconnection. There's a fundamental disconnection between the people that are, quote, in, uh, making the laws and the actual officers, like the men and women who are enforcing these laws. What were your colleagues saying? Were they on your side? I'm not kidding you. And maybe it's because people don't want to argue with me because I get passionate about this stuff. Yeah. But 100% of my coworkers are in absolute agreement with me. They cannot believe the stuff we're seeing officers do nationwide. And that's why I was compelled to talk about it in my video. I said, I understand that you got a mortgage. I do too. I understand you have babies to feed. Yeah. I do too. It doesn't matter what your financial situation is or your personal financial commitments. None of that is, is relevant because this is, a, this is simply a matter of law and this is simply a matter of right and wrong. And we do not have the option to go and enforce these executive orders and destroys people's livelihoods. We don't your, have that option. Your follow-up video touched me and, and touched all of us in the community. We were talking about it earlier today. And you actually said, look, I learned a long time ago when I was protecting the country that if I believe in something, I'll really die for it. I'll put my life on the line for it. And in this piece here, I mean, who knows what's going to happen, man? You know, you put up a GoFund page, you, re you just requested support. Now it's like almost a half a million dollars that are thrown your way. It's an incredible amount of responsibility. Like, how are you handling that? And how are you going to use this energy, this momentum you have for our health freedom, for our personal liberty? Yeah, I can tell you the GoFundMe thing exploded a hundred times more than anything we ever imagined. Well, money's energy. It's, it doesn't uh, shock me. It's people want to give yeah. you love. People want to support you because yeah, yeah. you're supporting us by your bravery. Yeah. And like I said, before we started recording, like a lot of people are writing me and they're just saying, Hey, I just wanted to throw this much money your way to support your cause and go buy your sailboat and sail the world. You know, like they're not expecting like me to just have a, a lifelong goal of being a freedom fighter or whatever yeah. it is. But I can tell you, there's been a lot of momentum gaining from this. A lot of people are appreciative of this message. Yeah. And I understand that like, I'm not saying that I'm the guy that needs to be doing this. But as of right now, I have gained a lot of momentum and I'm committed to keeping it going and continuing yeah. to spread that message. And so, you know, we, we plan on setting up our own podcasts and so we can continuously talk about this and, and get this message out. I've been, I just flew to Montana to do a podcast yesterday. I'm flying down to Sacramento tomorrow morning. Like I'm going to continue to travel and I'm going to continue to try and preach this message in the most peaceful way possible. Yeah. But the other side of that is like, if it does go to violence at some point, I'm sworn to protect the American people and protect my family. And I don't think that that is out of the realm of possibility. And, you know, I touched on it in my video. I, I don't think that the majority of police officers and government employees have any idea what that's like, like, to think about fighting in the streets again. I haven't done that yeah. in 15 years, yeah. you know, but that's a real possibility. And it, and it makes me sad because unless you've seen that with your own eyes, 
Like maybe you don't understand how terrible that is. Yeah. And I would hate for our children on our own streets to be subjected to violence when I feel like right now it is something we could take a step backwards and be like, hey, before we push people to this point, let's take a look at what we're doing. Yeah. And let's try and let's try and resolve this and move forward in something that brings the public and, and the government closer together instead of just continuing to widen that gap. Total sleep breakthrough in 2020. I've been using cured full spectrum hemp oil. Let me tell you what it's not. It's not for getting high. We know this. It is non-psychoactive. It has no THC. It has 100% terpene rich, cannabinoid rich, full spectrum, organically grown hemp oil. What does this actually do to the body? The reason I love this is because it downregulates the sympathetic nervous system. If you look at the research on PubMed and everywhere else, although the FDA does not allow anyone to make bold claims, this I can speak from a personal perspective. I take this organically grown Colorado hemp in the evenings. I hold it under my tongue for 60 seconds. I back this up with my data from the Aura Ring, my deep sleep increases, my restlessness goes away, and I just sleep better. We know that whether you're having digestive issues or joint pains or sleep issues, the most important thing for your recovery is your sleep. So if you've been struggling with sleep, give Cured Full Spectrum Organically Grown Hemp a test drive. You get 15% off because you're here with us in the Wellness Force mission. It is wellnessforce.com forward slash cured. Enter code wellnessforce to check out. You get 15% off your organically grown hemp. If you've been looking for a hemp product that has been tested and vetted, give Cured a test drive at wellnessforce.com forward slash cured. Use the code wellnessforce to get 15% off your entire order. We are at the, in my opinion, I'm I'm 40 years old. This is the biggest uh, choice point. Someone mentioned it in the comments, the biggest choice point we've ever seen in my lifetime. Would you say that this is the most large beacon of truth that you've ever had to stand behind in your entire oh, I would, life? Yeah, un- undoubtedly. And, and I mean, that's coming from someone that's done 14 combat tours. Like that was a better part of a decade of my life being deployed. But right now it's so much more important in my heart because this is the soil that my children live on. Like this is going to affect their future and not to discount the importance of the Iraqi people or the Afghan people, but when it's your own family that's facing things, it affects you a little differently. And and I'll say this, I've had a lot of people, like not a lot of people, but some of the, I mean, as soon as you get a public platform, you get people hating on you, you know? And they're like, all your talk about violence and, and, and fighting in the streets, you're, you're inciting violence. And I'm like, no, 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 hold on a second. This is a plea to avoid violence. Yes. Okay. But it's foolish to just sit back and pretend like it's not even a possibility. You know, to tell you the truth, I'm actually surprised that we haven't seen more yet. Because as soon as you take someone's livelihood away, a lot of those people are going to be in despair. Now, I'm not surprised because um, there is a mass agenda. There is a propaganda campaign on multiple levels that has been brainwashing people for a long time. And this never was, and and I don't think never has the intention of being a conspiracy podcast. This is about intelligence, right? And you and I were chatting before we even hit the record button. Intelligence ain't how smart you are. Intelligence is our ability to gather information, listen to people that are courageous, listen to people that are educated, to apply the information. And then lastly, man, embody it so that we actually can take a stand for what we believe in. Many of the people are asking this big question right now, Greg, Lena Orlando says, what do you suggest 
the people do? What do we do to have freedom and to really embody this intelligence about freedom? What I think would do this country the greatest service is if everybody just said, you know what, as an individual, free thinking, free American, I'm going to open my business tomorrow if I want to. Yeah. Or I'm going to stay home tomorrow if I want to, because I feel like I'm an an at-risk person. Let people make their own decisions. But if people would just do it nationwide, so if the people would do this nationwide, the government doesn't have the resources or the ability to go after them. And it's a two-tiered approach. The people need to say we've had enough. And then law enforcement officers on the patrol level need to say, you know what? And we're not going to work. We're not going to be your henchmen anymore. We're going to allow our citizens to go about their business and provide for their family and open their businesses. And the thing is, if that message went out to everybody, because the majority of people are feeling that, but the majority of people are afraid. You know what? If I stand up against this machine, then I'm going to be the one that gets either put in jail. I know Washington state is talking about revocation of business licenses. If you're seen open, like these things are scaring people. Yeah. But if we all did it together and said, we're not standing for this anymore, you would see a change because the government wouldn't have an option other than to accept it. All right, Lana, there's your answer. Share this video right now. If you guys are inspired by what former officer Greg Anderson is saying, Greg, when it comes to tyranny, like real tyranny, what do you see right now that what tyrant needs to be knocked off here? Is it, is it multiple tyrants? Is it an energy? Is it a, a, a certain speak that people are, are believing that's true? That's not true. Like what is the real tyrant here? I mean, I feel like it's definitely becoming politicized, right? And I didn't want to get into that too much because I don't want, they want to make everything a right versus left issue, right? Because what does that do? That continues to divide us. Yeah. But what I'm seeing is a united front on different religions, different political beliefs. Everybody's like, hey, we should have the right to, to go back and, and, and pursue our livelihoods. Yes. And so, you know, I think that the tyrants, and again, like, yeah, they're not, we're not sending people to gas chambers right now, but at what point do you say, you don't have the ability to do that to me anymore? Yeah. Because Sure, they're not doing that right now. And I'm not saying they're going to, right? Um, but what I am saying is they're absolutely infringing on people's liberties. And it doesn't matter if that's large or small. Because as soon as you say, ah, you know what? It's it's not that big of a deal. Then they're going to chip away a little more. Yeah. And they're going to chip away a little more. It's like it's like people will say like, hey, I don't care if cops search my car. If you, if you have nothing to hide, why can't they search your car? And the reason that that is a fundamentally wrong outlook is because – you have the liberty and the protection under the constitution to not have your car searched if you didn't do anything wrong. As long as you speak up for it, as long as you know the law and you have the courage to speak it. Yeah. Like we don't, people shouldn't just bend over and allow law enforcement to infringe on their rights and their liberties. Wow. This is, I mean, honestly, Greg, I'll be, I'll just interrupt you. You're healing my relationship with law enforcement right now. Just by, just by you speaking your truth. How many people feel inspired by Greg's truth? I mean, you feel it in your body. Like when we hear the truth, it sticks somewhere deep in our soul, man. So I just want to thank you for having people heal their relationship with law enforcement. I think that's what this is. It's it's a return home. It's a call to arms for us to join with the officers. It's not us versus them. We're all doing the best that we can. Uh, Many questions 
questions have come in about the truth. What do you see as the truth right now for us, for you, for society? Like, what is the truth? Do we take off our masks and take a stand for what we believe in? Do we wait in the wings and see what happens? Where do we go now? My truth is exactly that. We need to open our country back up and we need to allow people to pursue their happiness. But, and I'll tell you why. I'll tell you what started raising red flags for me almost immediately. Okay. When this first thing kicked off, I actually closed my business because I, I own a jujitsu academy and a CrossFit gym, right? Where people are sweating on each other. They're in close <laughs> yeah. combat. You know what I mean? Like sure. if there's a real dangerous disease going around, that's probably something that we should take a step back from. And so I closed my business before it was mandated by the government because as a respectable person that wants to protect my students and my team, hey guys, let's figure out what's going on and just take a, a few weeks off and analyze the facts, okay? But immediately, and I don't know what it was like in California, but in Washington state, immediately, everything shut down except for, and they started naming what was deemed essential from the governor's office, liquor stores, marijuana shops. And, and I'm pro both of those things. People, sure. you do what you want to do, right? Yes. But if you, but you start to see a trend, auto licensing. So like tabs for your cars. Okay. Um, the lottery, Washington state lottery was deemed essential that got to stay open and operate. Um, any type of con- uh, construction contract that was contracted by the government that was deemed essential, but any private construction was deemed non-essential. And you started to see crystal clear that, oh, anything that pads the government's pockets is somehow just arbitrarily deemed essential. And right there, they lost credibility because that proved to me, you're not trying to protect people's safety. What you're trying to do is ensure that you keep making your money, but you don't care about your, your citizens' ability to make money and feed their family. All you care about is feeding the machine. And so right from the get-go, I was like, hey, these things aren't adding up. This is not making sense. And then you just saw it go downhill from there. Well, we had a question, a statement actually to play devil's advocate um, because I love free speech. I want people to engage in conversation. Greg, like that's what this is about, man. Of and course. Diana said there's a real dangerous disease going around. The fact that governments don't shut down those businesses doesn't mean that there's not a pandemic going on. To that, I take a deep breath. And I respond by saying, no one is disrespecting the lives that have been lost. No one is saying that that death is not one of the most challenging things that we all deal with, but it is an inevitability. And, and in my question for you and, and what I'd love all of us to really ponder here through that deep breath that Diana was brave enough to, to bring up, how do we decide the lives of the few for the lives of the many? We see suicide rates going up. We see child abuse going up. We see literally health complications, domestic violence, so many things happening on the other side of the coin. At what point do we take a breath, take an honest assessment of our situation and move forward together? It's it's challenging either way. Of course it is. And there's no answer, no path that we can go down where everybody's going to be safe, right? Like that doesn't exist. That's not reality. But- by us wanting to open our businesses and restore people's livelihoods, just like you said, that's not detracting from the people that are vulnerable or the people that have gotten sick from this. Like anytime someone gets sick or anybody passes due to a disease, it's tragic. And I don't think by not wanting to see our entire country implode that we're being insensitive to those people. 
And I'll tell you this, like, I don't like to get into the medical side of things because I'm not a doctor, but my best friend on planet earth, he was the best man at my wedding. He's been my best friend since we were 12 years old. He is a physician in Queens, New York. He has 200 COVID patients. I talk to him almost daily. And the things that you're hearing on the media versus what he's seeing, they're not matching up. That's the truth. And, and he, he told me, he's like, I see people die every day. This is a terrible disease. But he's also saying what we're being told about social distancing, what we're being told about you have to have a mask on. He's like, as a medical professional, no, I don't, I'm not seeing what's being put out on the news and what's being put out on governor, from the governors and from the mayors. And so I'm seeing a firsthand account both as a law enforcement officer and a firsthand account from my best friend who's literally in the epicenter of COVID. Yeah. And things aren't matching up. And well, if people, if people aren't willing to take a step back and be like, okay, we understand that people are getting sick, but there's something else going on here. It's, it's, it's clear as day. You're ringing a bell of truth right now. Everyone share this. If you're feeling the same truth, because what I know to be true is that we are at this point where we're either going to move forward and have freedom and really honor our forefathers. Can you imagine what it would have been like, Greg, 1776 coming over here, like <laughs> under, under colonial rule and then having That's to have right. a tea party. Like people forget how easy it is to not repeat history unless you're aware enough to have the courage to not let it repeat. And I think that's what you represent, man. And I'm so honored that you chose this podcast, this platform um, to speak your truth on. If you had some intelligence and some guidance for people that are navigating this space in their city, local, state, and even federal government, how do they navigate this process right now? What are their real rights? How do they keep their health under rights for themselves, health freedom? And what are their personal rights that you can share with us? Well, and, and I would say this, because I've been asked that question on all the all the appearances that I've been making. Like, I don't want my message to be your truth. I'm just a man, just like you're a man, right? But what I'm imploring people to do is simply look at the facts and ask themselves, does this feel right in my heart? Does this mm. seem like the right thing to do? Because there's a yeah. reason that there's international outrage when we see that young woman in the New York subway dogpiled by six cops for not wearing a mask. There's a reason for that. Yes. And that's because we know fundamentally in our hearts, that's incorrect. And I think I, I, I almost find it offensive that the government feels like they need to protect us because I would like to think as of the American people is emotionally intelligent enough to find out and look inward and decide what's going to work best for them. And I think if people do that and they ask themselves, what do I feel comfortable doing? Where do, where's my line in the sand? Where am I not going to get pushed any farther? If people start to come to terms with these things, then when they find themselves in that situation, they're already going to have their, their answers because it's, it's already been something that they've ran through and in their mind and in their heart. And I don't know if you saw the video I posted yesterday, but it talked about that. Talk, I, in the military, we call it war gaming. Mm -hmm. And you look at the mission that's ahead of you and once you're start, you start analyzing that mission, what could go right? What could go wrong? What problems may be presented? What am I going to have to navigate through? And if you do that ahead of time, once you're out on the streets and you're being confronted by someone or someone gets hurt or a vehicle breaks down, guess what? We already have the contingency plans planned out. Mm -hmm. And I think it's an important time for Americans to look at themselves, look at their businesses, look at their finances and say, 
where am I willing to take this? When am I willing to take it there? And why? And I think if people come up, I think people will overwhelmingly come up with similar answers. Wow. I'm so inspired. I, I feel it in my heart when you mention that. And, you know, courage is something um, that a lot of people talk about, but the actual courage to take an action, to stand for something that you believe in, sharing this video is an act of courage. Do you know how many people, Greg, that have been completely annihilated and been called conspiracy theorists and fear mongers when they just want to connect with their heart and speak their truth? Like that's really where we're at right now, my friend. It's exactly right. And, and that's just an absolute tool that they use. If anybody wants to speak up for freedom or what they believe to be their truth, oh, they're just put them in a corner with a, a tinfoil hat, you know, yeah. like it's easy to want to discredit people. But I think that it's becoming such a, a nationwide issue that we have to take a step back and be like, OK, this is actually there's actually a lot of validity to what we're seeing. There's a lot of validity to people's concerns nationwide. In your training for martial arts, in your training for the military, in your training for being a law enforcement officer, shoot, in your training to be a parent, uh, there's challenges that come your way for people that are feeling ultimately challenged to their core to decide if they're going to follow their heart or not. What kind of guidance could you give them from that emotional intelligence perspective? Well, I'll tell you as I mean, and I'm biased because I'm a, a martial artist and a jiu-jitsu guy. But what I've found through martial arts and people can find it through CrossFit or swimming or endurance running is that you learn to find comfort in discomfort and you learn to have to navigate through these this arduous path of pain and exhaustion. And once you start to harness the physical aspects of that, I always tell people jujitsu is 10 percent of jujitsu is about trying to choke somebody out. That's a very small part of it. The overwhelming aspect of what you gain as a martial artist is you learn how to navigate through life and you learn how to confront danger. You learn how to confront discomfort. And what you'll find is you learn that in the physical and then you start to embody that. And then that starts to be who you are and you start to embrace that on the mental side of it, things and the emotional side of things. So that's what, I mean, I am an absolute proponent of physical training because I think that is the foundation of building who you are. And once you develop strengths in that realm, it carries you over every other aspect of being a human being. We had a guest on the show and he said, the body is the subconscious mind. So it's exactly what you're talking about, Greg. What an incredible conversation, man. Super grateful for what you're doing in the world. Um, you know, you really are a brother. Like I know we've never met in person. We're meeting right now for the first time. Yeah. I knew it when I heard it from your mouth. And everybody that liked your video and that sent you the half a million dollars and that really put you on the pedestal of truth, you're just a human like us. We're, separation exactly right. is an illusion. You're a brother. People that are watching this are brothers and sisters. Let's do this together. Take a stand for of your freedom. Course. Greg, direct people to where they can support you and where they can connect with you more, please. So, I mean, my main platform is my Instagram. And I went from a thousand followers to like 70K in the last couple of weeks. But it's Granderson, G-R, and then my last name, Anderson, yeah. 33. And uh, again, the 33 was because I was 33 years old when I started Instagram. I'm getting, <laughs> I've gotten inundated with questions like, what does 33 mean? That's a secret number. I was like, no, sure. guys, you're looking into it too much. That's all it was. It was my age. But, uh, you know, I invite people to, to get on my page and, and like the people were just doing with you start dialogues and start questions and, yeah. and, and try and understand the other side of the coin. 
Um, I'm avoiding the hate because there's a lot of it. If you come at me with hate, I'm not going to put my energy into that. But if you come at me with questions, and again, I've I've received like probably 20,000 emails in the last week. I'm getting to what I can. I'm interacting with people that I can. But it's also overwhelming. So, I mean, it is what it is at this point. Well, look, I'm not a religious man myself, but I am a spiritual man because we're all spiritual beings. We're all figuring out what we're doing in this world to have this great human experience. And what's funny is that in the Bible, uh, Christ was 33 when he had his moment where he taught us the biggest lesson we could all ever learn. So the fact that you said 33 and that you told me in the past six months, your faith has deepened. Uh, it's no surprise to me, man, that you've become this messenger of truth for the people. So thank you so much for being on the show. And we will talk to everyone soon. Please share this podcast with everyone that you know um, that wants health freedom, that truly wants health freedom. So a lot of people, I've been getting inundated with messages saying, we need you to be a mayor. We would like you to run for governor. We need someone like you to lead us. And I would just say to people, instead of looking to someone to lead us, because I'm not up here while you're down here. We're all on the same mission and we're all equals. Instead of looking at someone as someone that's going to be the person to lead you through this, ask yourself where your lines are. Ask yourself where you stand on it. And then we move forward together, side by side, instead of having these different tiers of who we are as people. Powerful message. Aho. We'll see everyone very soon. And until we do, we're wishing you love and wellness and also freedom. Thank you, Greg, for coming on. Thank you so much for having me, man. Really appreciate it. Hey, thanks for listening to the show, my friend. Everything you learned on this podcast starts with your morning practices. So from over 300 world-class guests, we pulled together six simple yet powerful morning practices down into a 21-minute system guaranteed to increase your vibration and the way that you feel every day. Get this free powerful guide over at wellnessforce.com forward slash M21. And if you love this show, share it with somebody. Share it with somebody that you love or that you care about. You can support the show easily by leaving us a five-star review on iTunes. Just go to wellnessforce.com forward slash review. Or if you're on your phone, just tap it, hit the link in purple that says review this podcast. And the journey does not stop here. We're continuing this discovering process in our private Facebook group over at wellnessforce.com forward slash group. You can be a part of it. You already are. All you have to do is join us at wellnessforce.com forward slash group and I will welcome you at the door. Now go out into your life and live your life well. And until I see you again real soon, I'm wishing you love and wellness.